This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome. We have the amazing Kate Browning from Cherry Blossom Management with us today to talk about the Shine On You Crazy Daisy book and her brilliant chapter. Kate, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Truly, thanks. So uh, I'm Kate Browning and I am the founder of Cherry Blossom Management, which is a virtual assistant business. My aim is to give back female business owners and entrepreneurs more time, freedom and choice and help them feel empowered and more in control of their business. I love all of those words, all of them. Um, What I was absolutely intrigued with when reading your chapter was that you started out wanting to be I have to read this, a volcanologist, which I was not sure that it wasn't about Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. So <laughs> you wanted to be a volcanologist and now mm-hmm. you're a virtual assistant. How mm-hmm. do you go from there to there? Very intrigued. Yes. So clearly that is a, a bit of a curve. Um, and at college, I studied geology because I have I've had a massive fascination with volcanoes since I was small and I still do now. So if I watch a movie with volcanoes in, I'm one of those geeks that goes, no, that's not scientifically accurate. That's wrong. That wouldn't happen. I'm one of those annoying people. Um, But I also studied art and I studied IT and I studied accounting and I did business. I had an interest in so many different subjects. I couldn't narrow it down to one thing that I wanted to do, but it was drilled into me. Pick one thing and stick to that. so I still have a massive interest in volcanoes and I'm actually traveling to Iceland next year to go in a volcano. Yay! But um, yeah, when I went to uni, I ended up doing business management because that was the sensible option and the one that could, you know, help me get a job and get a career. So I went down that route and my career has been so, so varied. My background is so varied. I've I wanted to do so many things. So I wanted to be a PA, an office manager and help organize people because I am obsessively organized. So I did that for lots and lots of years. And then I wanted to be a wedding and event planner. So I did that five years and I organized over 150 weddings. And then I wanted to do a job that gave back and sort of did good. So I was a regional manager for a national charity for three years. And I loved that, but I kept I loved the jobs I was doing, but I kept working for people that weren't, didn't have very good people management skills. And I kept having a string of rubbish bosses constantly. And when it came to wanting to move on and do something different, I decided that I'm done with having rubbish bosses and I'm going to have the best boss ever and be my own boss. <laughs> and that's me. And that's me. Don't you love it that we, the conversations you have to have with yourself was, of uh, with your boss of whether you will have a day off or whether you will go and do this thing or and it's just you talking to yourself and the answers are always correct yes absolutely and I I love I've always wanted the flexibility I've I've always wanted to be my own boss I've always wanted to set up my own business that's why I did a degree in business management Mm. to give me the skills 
to be able to do that but there's always there's never a, a right time to give up a lovely comfortable salary and holiday pay and sick pay and the security that it brings there's there's never a right time so you just jumped so so I just jumped I had no savings I had no plan I didn't even know I was going to be a virtual assistant I just decided I wanted to set up a business what can I do that I'm good at but also that I enjoy and that I can make money out of. So I cherry picked the aspects of all of the previous stuff I'd done and turned it into a job and turned it into a business. Clever, cherry picked. Um, And that even wasn't an intentional pun either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what did make you decide to go out on your own? It was the fact of I was done having rubbish managers. I was done putting in so much effort and because I always go, I'm the type of person that I actually genuinely care about what I do and the people that I support, I always have been. So I got fed up with putting way more effort in and it not being appreciated and it not being valued and it just being exhausting. So I wanted to get more of a work-life balance, that elusive work-life balance that we all work towards. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to have the freedom and flexibility to choose who I worked with and what projects I did and now I do. Right so in the chapter you brilliantly talk about this freedom and flexibility of running your own business but how do you find both of those things in your business and can you tell us the good and the bad things of that because there there is good and bad on both sides of yeah, freedom absolutely. and flexibility. So it gives me the freedom and flexibility to be able to design how I work and how often I work. So as an example, I've recently stopped working Fridays because I don't want to work Fridays. So I don't. And I, st- I still work, you know, I still work hard, but I have a team of associates that give me that flexibility to be able to, well, if a client needs some work on a Friday, then Deborah can look after you or Mary can look after you. It doesn't have to be me. So I've now got that flexibility. And also it's where I, I have uh, fibromyalgia as well. Sometimes I have days where I'm poorly and I can't work, but it doesn't impact on my clients because, because of the way I work and because of the hours that I do. If I'm, if I'm poorly and not feeling great, I can take an afternoon off. Or if I want to take holiday, I don't have to submit it to a manager who is going to spend a month approving it or find a million reasons as to why I can't take that time off or I can take time off whenever I want so with and how what, I want. With what you've learned in the past from your managers, good and the bad, how, how now that you're managing people, hmm. how, how are you implementing the things that work or don't work? How are you finding yourself as a, as a leader in that? So that's one of the aspects that I've done in previous roles. I've managed teams and I've managed people before. And it's one thing that I love doing because I'm the type of person that's not afraid to roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty. I will never ask someone to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. And I think that's really important. And also what I found in previous roles when being managed by other people is that the communication channels aren't very open they're not very transparent or someone's not particularly approachable or if I've got an issue and I raise it above it's ignored or it's brushed under the carpet or whatever whereas with my team even though they're self-employed themselves I always make sure that there are open communication channels that they can come to me if there is anything they are struggling with ask questions ask for support because we can't support our clients if we aren't fully informed Mm. and I'm also a really big believer in self-care 
with previous jobs, I've, I've worked 70, 80 hours a week and I worked myself into the ground to the point that I've just crashed. Mm. And it's not an achievable pace to go at. Whereas now, especially with my fibromyalgia, I incorporate self-care into my daily routine and I make sure that my team do that as well. So they take care of themselves. They take breaks. They take time away from the computer because it's so easy when you're self-employed to go back into that routine of working seven days a week and not taking break. And I did that when I started. So I worked seven days a week for the first four months of my business. I never took a break. So I worked nine, 10 hour days strapped to the laptop, never left the laptop. I was blooming exhausted. And I've, the further I've um, gone into my business, because it's now two years, it was two years last week. Yay! I've, I've realized that the more I actually look after myself, so taking a break away from the computer, actually taking lunch break and shutting the laptop down mm. or going for a walk first thing in the morning to start my day, I get way more done. Even though I'm working slightly less hours, I get way more done. I'm more productive. I have better ideas and I can serve my clients better because I'm more focused, but also I'm happier. If I'm happier, I'm going to be more motivated. This is such good stuff. And any entrepreneur listening to this or anybody that wants to start up their own business, the key things that you're saying is around communication, transparency, being authentic, um, self-care, um, putting yourself uh, as, a, as a part of your business, that if you're not 100% and your business can't be 100%, and all of these little learnings that we have to go through, if people could do this right from the beginning and put those boundaries in place, it changes how you then are able to grow your business and the speed at which you're able to grow it. And boundaries are so important. You've just said boundaries. And I had all these lovely boundaries in my head, but I didn't enforce any of them for the mm -hmm. first six months. And then I would get, because clients would cross over into friends and it would be a friendship, we'd have a chat on Facebook at 10 o'clock on a Friday night and then they would drop in a work question or on a Saturday. I don't work Saturdays. I don't work 10 o'clock at night. So now I'm, I'm very strict on my boundaries. One, to protect me and my team. So, you know, it's very clear. I don't work Fridays. Or if you message me at six o'clock, I will respond the next working day. But it's also for my clients because I'm trying to encourage them to have boundaries and to manage their time better and I it was only yesterday I had an email from a client saying I've only been working with her a week and she said I didn't realize how many evenings I was spending creating content and doing my admin and I didn't realize that I was doing it all weekend she said I had my first weekend off in two years because you're helping me so I want to help my clients have boundaries as well yeah, and boundaries. But when you talk in the chapter about this flexibility and freedom, you're giving your clients that as much as that's what you want to create. Yeah, absolutely. I, the idea is that I give you back time and that freedom and that choice. And it's your choice. It's up to you how you spend that. So you can spend that time on growing your business and bringing more income and then changing your lifestyle. Or you can spend it on self-care or you can spend it with your kids. The, the luxury is you have the freedom to choose how you spend that time. And it is, it does feel like a luxury because we as women entrepreneurs, I think more than anything, have this guilt thing of if we're not working, then we're, we're on the back foot, that we're not progressing. When actually stopping, walking away, taking time out, playing with the kids, um, doing anything else but working is the time that you will then be more productive after that. 
because you've walked away or, or you outsource and give it to somebody else and you go oh I don't have to go and create those 30 Facebook posts it's done and I it- think it's a learned behavior isn't it yeah it's something that you're you're taught that if you're working really long hours and you're working really hard and you're busy mm. then you're succeeding and I think that's absolute rubbish I mean you might be and that's fantastic if that's if that's the lifestyle you are happy with Mm. but for me my biggest commodity and also for my clients the biggest commodity is time and how you choose to spend that time so you can be busy just doing stuff but if it's not adding value to your business if it's not bringing in an income if it's not adding to your well-being then you're just busy doing stuff yeah well if you look at the word business it's busyness and when you start realizing that and then you can walk away from it and go that is my business but I'm going to use it as productive time Mm. get so much more done I love this amazing um hang on there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about with the freedom and flexibility is the flip side of that when people start their own businesses and the fact that um getting the consistent income and building in this freedom and flexibility uh, the Mm. kind of the tough side what you mentioned that in the chapter as well yeah so it is when starting out your own business is tough there's there's no manual there's no one that can teach you how to do it because for everyone it's going to be unique to you You, what you value as a work-life balance what you value as an what your income is it's when I first started out it was I worked with coaches and I worked with mentors and I think they are worth their weight in gold they are absolutely worth their weight in gold the stuff they can teach you and the time they can save you in teaching you the stuff so you don't have to make the mistakes yourself but when you first start it's I've literally just had another VA come to me and say I've just started I'm overwhelmed because I thought I was tech savvy until I became a VA. And then I've realized all the software I have to learn, all the training I have to do. There's so many services I can provide and it's learning what you want to do. For me, the key value and the hardest learning curve was learning to be able to say no. Mm -hmm. That's really, really hard and turning down potential clients. It's a really hard decision to make. But for me, I always keep in the back of my head now, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. Would I enjoy working with this client? Would would we fit? Would we vibe? Um, some of the hard learning curves were saying yes to people I should have said no to, listening to my gut reaction. I learned all of those lessons the hard way. Yeah. And it, it can be so, so challenging and so stressful and so overwhelming. But if you manage to build a supportive community around you, that is by far one of the best things you can do as a business owner is having a community of people yeah. that been there done that and they can support you so what's the one lesson that you would say to another entrepreneur that's starting out that you've learned I think the one that I wish I'd learned much much sooner I didn't learn it until about a year and a half in is don't be afraid to be you Mm -hmm. and be completely you so people talk about authenticity and about the way you communicate and your style And because I came from a corporate background and especially in the charity sector, having to behave and act and appear a certain way, when I set out my business, I was very corporate. Even my branding was corporate and I attracted corporate clients, so accountants and property developers. And and that's great. But the type of people I want to work with are fun, vibrant, creative people, people that want to have a work-life people. Uh, balance people that aren't afraid to have fun in business that are bold that are that stand out aren't afraid to be them because I 
I'm very different from a lot of VAs. I'm I'm tattooed. I have piercings. I'm loud and I'm bold and I'm colourful and I like having fun in my business. And I now communicate the way that I actually speak rather than communicating and talking the way I thought I should speak. Yeah. And my branding now reflects that. And because of that, I now attract my tribe. I attract the people Amazing. I want to work with. My clients are awesome. But I wish I'd learned that yeah. way sooner. <laughs> well, you know that I talk about that as well. And it's it is it is life changing and business changing when you're able to find your voice of who you are in that. That's brilliant. Uh, what piece of software would you recommend for people in their business? My favorite software is Canva. I use it every single day. I, I not only use it to create social media graphics for my business and I use it to create proposals to send out to clients and quotes, but I also do a lot of design work for clients in that. I think if you can have a piece of software like Canva, which one allows you to market your business how you want, it gives you so much freedom and flexibility, but you can also create brand consistency and really showcase your voice in there. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things you can use it for. There's just so many tools. And for $10.99 a month, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Kate, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and your passion shines through and Cherry Blossom Management. I love the name um, and I love what you're doing, the way that you're helping people to create this flexibility and freedom by offering them the services that we all need in our businesses so that we're not trying to wear every hat. So well done you. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of Shine On You Crazy Daisy and getting your story out there is really important. So amazing. Thank you so much, love. Thank you very much. I'm so excited for the book coming out. It's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for just £27 per month. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, www.thedaisychaingroup.com.